0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message. Home group, we're so glad to be with you. We've been waiting for you. And tonight we're going to continue in Hebrews chapter 11. And these programs have been so rich. You know, guys, I've been reading all the comments on social media and YouTube. People are really being fed by these programs. In fact, I'm really quite surprised by the response. People, some people are saying it is the most helpful teaching on faith they have ever heard. That's such a blessing to it's me. It's wonderful. I want it to be a blessing to people. But we have a download that we want you to have, which is called God's Hall of Faith. This is just a little fake version of it. The real thing is really big. I mean, it is loaded. It's page after page after page. It's 10 lessons and we prepare it for you and we want you to have it. You can get it for free. Just go to render.org right now and download it. It's on the homepage. You'll be amazed when you get the download. And while you're there, you should go ahead and order the whole series. I guarantee you, when you hear this series, it's one that you're going to want to hear and hear and hear and hear. It will undergird you. It will make your faith so strong. You need to get a word from God and stand by it. That's what the whole series is about. And tonight... We're going to continue looking at other people in Hebrews chapter 11 who got a word from God and didn't move from it. Tonight, we're going to be looking at Sarah, who was Abraham's wife. And I think you're going to learn something brand new about Sarah. But first, Denise, welcome to Home Group.
1: Well, thank you, Rick and Home Group. Welcome. We're so glad that you're with us. And I personally am excited about hearing about Sarah.
2: It's going to be good. Paul? Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining. I want to remind you that we have a special offer for you right now, Sparkling Gems 1 and Sparkling Gems 2. We're offering during the, them during the regular program, but I've opened Sparkling Gems 1 to September 19th because we are talking about Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and the name of September 19th is Location location, location, because you cannot please God without faith, or you cannot please God if you are not in a place of faith, and that's just a little bit about what we talked about last week. Being in the right location is where you're going to please God. Amen. Amen. So you got to get Sparkling Gems number one and Sparkling Gems number two, because it's all here. And you can get it by going online. Yes, Renner.org. Maxime, welcome. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for your teaching, Pastor Rick. Thank you. You
0: know, early, early this morning, I got a message from Maxime. He said, I can hardly wait for a home group tonight. And here we are. Hours have passed, but now here we are in home group. And let's go back to Hebrews 11. We're talking about people who got a word from God. And Hebrews 11, verse 3 says, Through faith we understand the worlds were formed by the word of God. And as we've already seen, that word faith as we've seen, defined in verse 1, describes those who got a word from God and stood by it. It is an unbendable, unbreakable, never relenting, never give up kind of faith. Through faith, we understand the worlds. The word worlds that is used here, the Greek word "ionas," it describes periods of time like generations. So you could translate it through this unbendable, unbreakable faith that never surrenders and never lets go. We understand that different generations have been framed, the word framed is a Greek word, which means to alter something that already exists, to modify it, to adapt it, to alter it. So now you could translate it through this unbendable, unbreakable, never give up kind of faith. We understand that different generations have been altered and modified and changed. And the Greek says, by those who received a from God. And I really like something Maxine pointed out last week. That word rhema is used in some ancient literature to describe an event. When you get a word from God, it creates an event. It is an event when you get a word from God. And when you get a word from God, if you'll stand by it. Now think about how many people who got a word from God and walked away from it. We don't know the names of those people. But we know the names of some people in Hebrews chapter 11 who got a word from God. And they just said, you know what? This is what my, this is my assignment. I'm never going to budge. I'm not going to move from it. And some of them were not such great characters. We've already seen the example of Noah. We know that after the flood, he got drunk. We've seen the example of Abraham. Abraham did a lot of <laughs> messy things in his walk of faith. Today, we're going to be looking at Sarah. These are characters that had personal issues in their lives, but they did one thing right. They said, hey, I'm not going to move from my assignment. I may not be perfect. I may not do everything right, but I know one thing. God told me to do this, and I'm going to do it. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how tough it is. I'm not going to move from my assignment. That's what put them in Hebrews chapter 11. They never knew they were going to end up in the Bible. Do you think Sarah knew she was going to become a Bible character? I don't think so. She probably didn't know any theology at all. And here she is in the Bible, because she did one thing really right. What did she do? Well, let's look at it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11 says, Through faith, what kind of faith, guys?
2: Unbendable.
0: Unbendable, unbreakable, never gives up. Through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Well, what makes this verse even more important is something in the Greek text that is not in the English text. I don't know why the translators didn't put it here. The Greek word steros is here. It's the word barren or sterile. That is in the Greek text, which means Abraham is not the only one that had a physical problem. Abraham was sterile, the Bible tells us that, but so was his wife. These were both individuals incapable of producing children. So Abraham had a problem. We know that. And Sarah had a problem. So it wasn't enough just for Abraham to believe. He had to have a wife who would also believe. And this verse says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. The word received is a form of the Greek word lambano. Listen to this. It means to receive into one's possession or to take into one's control and ownership. It also portrays taking something tightly to make it your very own. So God offered her the strength to conceive, but by faith she had to take it. God gives us everything we need, but by faith you have to take it. Amen, Denise? Amen. And it says she received strength to conceive. The word strength is the Greek word dunamis. It's a power that is mighty, explosive, extraordinary. Her body was so sterile, it was going to take real dynamic, supernatural power for her dead body to be able to produce a child. By faith, Sarah grasped That's really what the word lombano means. She took hold of the supernatural power that she needed in order to conceive a child. And verse 11 says, this occurred when she was what? Past age. (laughs) You know what the Greek says? Literally, it says beyond the years of opportunity. That opportunity had been gone for a long, long time. But God did this.
1: Well, isn't she about 90? Yep. Well, honey, menopause has been a long time ago.
0: It's amazing. And verse 11 says, She delivered the child because she judged him faithful who had promised, which means Sarah knew the promise. Everybody talks about Abraham hearing from God, but apparently Sarah knew the promise too. And this verse says, She had to judge God faithful. The word judge is a form of the Greek word hegeomai, which means to deem, to consider, to decide. She had to put herself into agreement with what God had told her husband.
1: Well, this is this is fantastic because she every day had to judge herself faithful, judge him
0: faithful. She did.
1: <laughs> because what she's looking at is an impossible situation. And the impossible situations seem to scream at us. And they scream at us a lot. They can scream all day long. But what we decide by faith to judge, not, our, not us, but judge him
0: faithful. Yes, amen.
1: Her eyes were not on her dead body or on, on Abraham. Her eyes were on him. I think she's a powerful woman, Rick.
0: And you know the word faithful <clears throat> describes something that is faithful, reliable, trustworthy. She really judged God to be the declarer of the promise and the one who would keep the promise. He was both the declarer and he was the deliverer. And she had her eyes fixed on him, and she knew God would be absolutely faithful. But let's go back to Genesis 17 and verse 1. Because when God first spoke to them, they got quite a laugh out of it. Genesis 17 verse 1 says, And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, so he's 99, Sarah's 90, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Lord God Almighty, walk before me and be thou perfect. Then in verse 5, God told him, I will bless her, speaking of Sarah, And give her a son also of her. Now think about how crazy this promise is. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of all nations. A 90-year-old woman? You've got to be kidding. Kings of people shall be of her. And the Bible says, Abraham, the father of faith, fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart. Now, how many things have you ever said in your heart, not realizing that God was listening. God heard what he said in his heart. God hears everything. He said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old, and shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear a child? This was laughable. And the Bible says that he said these things in his heart, but God searches the hearts. He hears everything. God knew exactly what he had said in his heart. And in verse 19, Genesis 17, verse 19, God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall indeed bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name what? Isaac. And what does the name Isaac mean? Laughter, which means Abraham. You think this is funny? When this thing is finished, when Sarah, that old woman, that wife of yours, gives birth to a baby, I'm gonna be the one that's gonna get the last laugh. You're laughing at me, I'm gonna get the last laugh. When she's breastfeeding that baby, I'm the one that's gonna get the last laugh. And they actually named the baby Isaac. But let's go on, when you go to Genesis chapter 18, we see that God spoke to Abraham again. Let's begin in verse nine. God said, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife will have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah Sarah were old and well-stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. Now she's laughing at what God has said. Hmm. Then if you would look at verse 13. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Surely I will bear a child which am old. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah will have a son. And Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Yes, you did laugh. I think that is so hysterical. She thought that she could con God and said, oh, no, God, I didn't laugh. God's listening to everything. So even Sarah thought this was nutty when she first heard it. But Sarah heard it from the Lord. She heard this. So God didn't just speak to Abram. He also spoke to Sarah. They both had to get into agreement with the promise that God gave. Paul?
2: I think it's wonderful. And God pays attention to what we say. In fact, he pays attention to what we say so much that even our salvation depends on it and we must believe in our hearts that the father raised Jesus from the dead so he pays attention to what you say and he pays attention to what you believe in your heart. And in this case you can see that he heard their laughter, their inner laughter. So what are you saying? Are you in agreement with God right now as you're looking for something to happen in your life? Or are you like Sarah here laughing and saying, no, that just cannot happen? I think we need to come to an agreement in our hearts that the Lord can actually do what he said he can do. And remember that God's going to get the last laugh. Oh, yeah. God's going to get, he's
0: going to give us victory. Oh, uh, let can yeah. I say something, Rick? Yeah, and turn to Genesis 21 as Denise speaks. Yeah,
1: I, I love that because of God's compassion, because even though, he hears her laugh. Abraham laughs. He doesn't say, well, okay, forget you. You don't have faith, so I'm not using you. But he knows that we're made of dust. He, he, Jesus was tempted on all ways that we are. He understands our failings and our and our our weaknesses. And when our weaknesses and our failings show up, he doesn't shun us. But he says, draw near to me. And he did not shun them. He just kept working with
0: them. And and God's working with us. I
1: love that.
0: And look at Genesis 21, 1 to (laughs) 3. Time passed and God made good on his promise. It says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord said unto Sarah as did unto Sarah as he had spoken. And Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which he had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. Through faith, Sarah took hold of the strength she needed to give birth to that child. (laughs) Friends, everybody talks about Abraham. Sarah is a big part of this story. She was not a theologian. In fact, if you study the whole story of Abraham, they were both very difficult individuals. Abraham was hard to live with. Sarah was hard to live with. They struggled in their marriage their whole life. But God chose them, and God chose you. God doesn't choose perfect people. He chooses willing people. Amen. Mm -hmm. They were willing. And she, by faith, (laughs) took the strength she needed to conceive She got her eyes off the limitations of her old, feeble body, and she fixed her eyes on God, who was both the declarer and the promiser. And she considered him to be absolutely faithful and absolutely trustworthy to do what he said that he would do. And when you come to Genesis chapter 21, verses 5 and 6, it says, And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him, and Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all will hear will laugh with me. And when you read about this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 12, it says, Therefore sprang there even of one... That word one refers to Sarah. Therefore sprang there even of Sarah and to him Abraham, who was as good as dead. You see, he was sterile too. So many as the stars of the sky in multitude and sand. And by the way, when the Bible says that Abraham was as good as dead, the word dead there is the Greek word nekros. It's the word for a corpse. There was no life. He had no physical ability to produce a child. That is why Romans 4, 17 says it so accurately in the Amplified Bible. Listen to this. God is the one who gives life to the dead. Abraham physically did not have the ability to produce a child who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. It was a done deal in the mind of God. Wow. Isn't that
2: amazing, guys? And it says here that she received strength. Now, of course, we've already spoken of her age and how impossible it was for someone of her age to have a child. But it's just as miraculous for anyone to have a child but we consider it normal for someone at the age of 20 to 40 to have a child, even though some people at that age still die during childbirth. That's true. So even for someone from the age 20 to 40 to have a child, this is still a miracle. It's, it's an amazing miracle. <laughs> childbirth is an amazing miracle that God trusts us with children. But... This was something that was impossible to her, and she received strength. You can receive strength for what you need to do now. I think that's the the message here, is you can receive strength for what you need to do now. You know, we're, we're all at seasons in our life where
0: we might feel weak or unable to continue. You have to receive strength. Sarah took it. That word lombano describes something that's freely given, but it has to be taken. You can do whatever God's told you to do. God will give you everything you need, but you've got to engage your faith. You've got to take it. Denise? Well, I'm,
1: <clears throat> I'm thinking about women, and you women that are listening to me that, and have born children, you understand that when you get pregnant, your body starts to change. I mean, I remember when I came pregnant with Paul, and I, for the first time, my stomach was sticking out, and I was thinking, wow. What's going on? I mean, because for women, it's a miracle that's happening on the inside of you. And can you imagine Sarah every day, her body is changing. This is, this is a miracle that's happening to me. And I want to encourage you, as I'm encouraging myself right now, Enjoy your miracle. Whatever miracle it is that God's doing in you or already done in you, don't ignore it. Get everything out of it that you can. Just think of Sarah every day thinking, wow, I'm getting bigger. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting bigger. And think of the day that she felt life moving in her body. I mean, this is this is so miraculous.
0: But, honey, they had to stay in a place of faith because she did not become pregnant the moment that God spoke to them. It took a long time. It means they had to work on it. And I'm sure that they had moments when they had private conversations. I can just hear them. I, I don't know, Abraham, if this thing's ever going to not I don't know. I mean, they had to get into agreement with God and say, I know this sounds crazy, but... We're going to keep doing what we need to do until this promise comes to pass. They had to do their part. I mean, she was not a virgin. They had to do their part. And they're very old. I mean, this story is hysterical. But they're doing their part, and doing their part was part of their faith assignment. Isn't that amazing? They had to do what they were supposed to do for her to conceive seed. And I'm sure that every time they had a sexual relationship, she was releasing her faith. This is it. This is it. Well, that wasn't it. Well, next time. This is it. She had to actively engage her faith. And actually, when you read this in the Hebrew text, in the Greek text, it says, "Do you know what it literally says? We've dressed it up. But the, the Greek says, she receives strength to receive sperm. I mean, she was like taking by faith into her body what she needed to produce that child. We have to take what God gives us. We have to make a decision. We're going to do what God has called us to do. You've got to put yourself into agreement with it and say, we're not leaving until the assignment is done. We're not going to check out till it's done. And she and Abraham were quickened and they both received the promise. But when we come back tomorrow night, we're going to see another example. We're going to look tomorrow night. Are you ready for this? Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. All of them did not see the promise in their life, but you're going to see tomorrow night that when they got old, they leaned on their staff and they didn't give up. Even when they didn't see the promise themselves, they shifted their faith to the next generation and they began to prophesy and bless their kids and their next generations. We just have to make a determination. We're going to receive, if I don't get it, my kids are going to get it. If my kids don't get it, my grandkids are going to get it. You just keep shifting your faith forward to the next generation. Denise?
1: There is a grace on somebody who's listening right now, and you've been wanting to have a child. And there's a grace on you right now to take hold of this Word. Amen. And just say, Father, my husband and I, we're having a baby. We're having a baby. We're having a baby. Sarah and Abraham can have a baby. We can have a baby. We speak it to you. And receive that by faith. Amen.
0: Well, hey, guys, this has been very good tonight. But we're going to be back tomorrow night. We're going to look at Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Please do not miss tomorrow night. It's going to be good. But if you need prayer, be sure to reach out to us. We'll pray for you. Just send us your email or give us a call. And the moment we hear from you, We're going to really begin to pray for you. But sleep well. Sleep on the promise of Psalm 4, verse 8. It says, I will both lay me down. That's number one. Number two, and sleep. And the Lord will keep me safely. That's your promise. Take it. Go to bed and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe, and comment so more people can see it.